Hello and welcome to Okawa Book Club. I'm your host, John. Today I'd like to talk about Master Okawa's latest book, The Truth About Spiritual Phenomena, Life's Q&A with El Cantare, which was just released on October 27th. To start off, I'll read the preface. This is a collection of the Q&A sessions from my earlier lectures and seminars that were held between the second and sixth years of Happy Science. In this volume, I mainly focus on how to deal with spiritual phenomena and spiritual disturbances. In truth, it is not easy to answer these kinds of questions using simple language. Although it has been nearly 30 years since I held those Q&A sessions, I can still publish them without changing their content. This proves that the content of this book is universal and eternal, making it a fundamental textbook on spiritual disturbances and the like. I believe that many people are experiencing various spiritual phenomena or are becoming more spiritually sensitive. So I ask you to please read this book whenever you feel the need to do so. Also, I would like to emphasize the importance of faith, which I could not cover enough in this book. Please believe in me. People who become many gods and refuse to listen to others are beyond help. From Ryo Okawa, Master and CEO of Happy Science Group, September 28th, 2021. This book is a remarkable tool for any person who has ever experienced any kind of spiritual phenomena. And I think, I don't think I would be incorrect in saying that every person at some point in their life has experienced something spiritual, whether it was a particularly profound dream or uh, an incredible synchronic synchronicity or coincidence or what's, what seemed like a coincidence or an instance of uh, witnessing a person who may have appeared to be possessed or a blessing, whatever the case may be. And it's a topic that many people in the world, I think, are naturally drawn to and feel interested in and compelled by. You know, we, many of us are interested in things like fortune telling and interpreting dreams. And the difficult thing is to find answers to what any of these things mean, because there just aren't many reliable sources outside of Master Ryuokawa's teachings. And there is a difference. And I think you know, a cynical person could say that, why would these teachings be so different from other teachings? And I think the answer is that the clarity in these teachings is with a completely different level of truth. And the explanations are straightforward and sensible, and they're rational as much as they are spiritual. And well, much of this book discusses how to manage your life when you're a spiritual sensitive person, because it's harder. A person who isn't spiritually sensitive will have an easier time in this world. Uh, they don't necessarily become so affected from being around a lot of people, um, being out in the world. and. Just the worldly vibrations they're denser but if you're not sensitive to them it just feels normal but if you're a spiritually sensitive person then it could become very overwhelming to be out in the world and so many of the questions asked from people in the audience were 
relating to their own struggles with being spiritually sensitive individuals and not quite knowing how to navigate their life uh, in accordance with that, often due to feeling a heavy spiritual presence or dealing with negative spirits or possession, things of that nature. And so one of the solutions to maintaining a balance is that is to understand uh, that the a spiritually sensitive person is more in tune with their right brain, which in this book, uh, in the secular world, the right brain is often described as being the creative side of the brain. But Master Okawa also states that it relates to the nature of enlightenment. And the left side of the brain relates to logic and rationality. So a spiritually sensitive person probably is more geared towards the right side of the brain and needs to balance that with the left side of the brain. And I think with these teachings, and it's something that differentiates them from really all other teachings, that it balances the right side of the brain with the left side of the brain. So by reading them and listening to them and learning them, you're experiencing this balance that allows you to live in harmony with yourself and with the world, which is really a very beautiful thing and a powerful thing. There were so many points in this book that I feel like I've said this with many of Master Okawa's books, but I wish I could have read this at an earlier time in my life, in a way. Although I'm sure it came to me at the right time. I need to have faith in that. <laughs> but in my own profession as a psychotherapist, I, I deal with a lot of people with very negative uh, spiritual vibrations on a daily basis, sometimes seven, eight, nine of them consecutively. And as a spiritually sensitive person, this can often be very challenging for me. I'm often left feeling completely drained and exhausted. And in this book, it does discuss how our, each of us is kind of like a battery and we need to figure out what our capacity of a charge is. And even if we might feel disappointed with what that is, and learn to you know, make sure we're recharging, getting enough sleep. You know, something as simple as that, it makes a huge difference for a person who's more spiritually sensitive. But so, um, in, you know, it talks about giving prescriptions to people for who are suffering from a lot of negative spiritual vibrations, suffering from possession. And I found that very relatable because that's something I have to do on a daily basis uh, in my job. And it's not always very easy. Uh, and <laughs> oftentimes I will give a prescription to somebody and they'll come back the next week and they often haven't put it into practice. Uh, and the people who do show incredible progress. And there are people who come in with a problem, they go through the process and they work at it and they self-reflect and they get to the root of it and then they feel better. And unfortunately, because psychotherapy is a secular profession, I'm not able to talk about faith with people unless they bring it into the room. Um, and when they do, that is always a helpful thing. But most people, uh, most of the patients I see are basically secular people, um, agnostic, atheists, which naturally will make it easier for negative vibrations to come to them. But oftentimes, 
even a, a secular person is can learn to self-reflect. And in this book, it something that really stood out to me is profound, which when I read it, I felt like it should have been obvious to me, but for some reason it wasn't, was that self-reflection is not just a mental phenomena. It's not just a mental process. It's truly a spiritual process. And it essentially, it's like it's polishing your mind. And in the process of that, of doing that, it rids you of the negative spirits that are att attached to you. So if there's, if you're feeling like you're in a bad mood or you're depressed or anxious or miserable and you self-reflect and you come to the root of it, as you're doing that, the spirit is shaken, whatever negative spirit is possessing you in that moment. And the more you do it, the more, the less the spirit is able to have a hold on you. And eventually, when you have a clear mind and you've reflected enough to understand the root of the problem and the sequence from that root that led up to the present moment, that's how you will be healed and that's how you are essentially exercised of that spirit. So it's very powerful. So I think viewing self-reflection, not just as a mental practice, but as a truly spiritual practice, is really core teaching in happy science and it's something not taught in any other part of the world in terms of religions or spiritual teachings so I found that to be uh, particularly profound there was an interesting question and conversation about the effects of advertisements and commercials and how spiritually sensitive people can feel uh, disturbed by what they watch on TV and in general. Uh, Master Okava was saying that he himself was feeling, would often feel disturbed when watching politicians, for example, because they're, they're often possessed by negative spirits or watching the news and seeing the homicides. And for a spiritually sensitive person, it makes you feel very sad and very very heavy vibrations and but what was also said in, in that context was that angels communicate via words because words start as a thought and then the thought is translated into whatever language is being spoken so words carry vibration and the effects of words and the words that we hear are so powerful which is, again, it's something we often take for granted. And in my uh, professional work, I, I, as a, a psychotherapist, I think words are, the whole thing is words. And it's amazing how that really can make a difference. And all the more powerful if you have the faith to understand it. And so I think many of the concepts in this book are echoed in other books that Master Okawa has written in terms of like like if you've read other books by Master Okawa like explaining like the law of same wavelengths and basically having a clear understanding of the foundational teachings of happy science then everything in this book will make perfect sense to you 
But I think even if you haven't read those books, this is a cool place to start. If you're just curious about some type of spiritual phenomena that you've experienced in your life, whether it was a nightmare or you know, uh, you went to a tarot, tarot reader and they gave you a terrible reading for your future or <laughs> whatever the case may be. And um, whatever, especially if you're feeling disturbed by it in some way, or even just curious. I think this is a book that has a lot of answers that just simply aren't available anywhere else. So to conclude this program, I will read the afterword. Some of you may have been spiritually sensitive since birth, or may have become spiritually sensitive after encountering Buddhist truth. It has been about 30 years since the Q&A sessions compiled in this volume took place. Over those years, we have seen many incidents occur one after another. Various illnesses have been cured, and our ritual prayers and other prayers have worked miracles. In a way, my spiritual abilities have significantly grown and Happy Science has grown bigger and stronger as an organization. If you are suffering from spiritual disturbances right now, first, you should check whether you are an egoist or not. Egoistic people can lead a peaceful life if their work and their capability are well-balanced or if they are blessed with a caring coworker. However, at some point, you will face obstacles or encounter hardships because you lack knowledge and experience, and you will most likely fall into panic. That is when you will unexpectedly suffer from spiritual phenomena or disturbances. First, observe your mind as if looking at a mirror and live an orderly life. Remind yourself every morning, today I will sow at least one seed of happiness. Sometimes thinking about a life of desiring little and knowing contentment is important. If you only seek worldly success, your life can be full of suffering. But if you see life as an opportunity to gain precious spiritual experience, your world is filled with light. From Ryo Okawa, Master and CEO of Happy Science Group, September 28, 2021. The truth about spiritual phenomena is available at major bookstores such as Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. For more information, please visit okawabooks.com. That's it for today. Thanks for listening.